Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Today on our podcast, Melissa, uh, we want to talk about a new video series that we got the opportunity to start and shoot last week called Conversations With. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) (laughs) So this is going to be a little bit different than our regular podcast um, because we're just going to talk about that that experience and and some things that we learned. So there's going to be plenty of juicy nuggets in here. Yeah, Um, precisely. But we wanted to start with like what what this thing was, right? So we ended up shooting... um, this video series, uh, we sat down um, with someone and asked them 12 questions. Right. And uh, it was really, really insightful. So our vision for this series is that we just find other people that are interesting and have maybe a different point of view than us and different experiences and, and, uh, and chat with them. So our first guest, was really amazing and it was a really fun experience. And so I want you to tell us first <laughs> how you met right. our first guest. Before we get into who it is and what we talked about, I just want <laughs> you to tell a story about how how you met this person. You know, you're such a master storyteller, JJ. You're always so good. I'm just, always I'm, showing me the showing me like, the hook. Listen, it's like on a T ball stand and you're ready to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So my best friend and I were celebrating her birthday. It's about the exact same time of year, several years ago. And she said, hey, there's this really cool... I said, what do you want to do for your birthday? So we're having lunch and we're going to walk around um, the lake. And, and then what do you want to do? I, like, I always love to go with her and we get her a birthday gift. And she said, well, I have this really cool place I want to check out. It's called the Heart of Tibet. Hmm. And it's a store in Linden Hills area. And, and I was like, yeah, I'm game. Let's do it. Let's go. Cool. So we walked into this store and this store is owned by a former Buddhist monk and his wife, an American named Nancy, and his name is Tipton Dadek. And Tipton was in the store in this moment and he walked up to me and we are eye to eye. He's about the same height as I am. And we were eye to eye and he looked at me and he said, you have a monkey mind. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Oh no. What felt really even funnier about this is that I felt like he was peering into my soul and I knew exactly what he meant. Hmm. Like this is, it was like really strange. (laughs) And then he pointed to my forehead and he said, you need to quiet your mind. Wow. And I, and you know how they say when you're in the presence of greatness, you know it. Hmm. When you're in the presence of something very special, you can feel it. And how we always talk about how our energy is so contagious, right? Like what we mm-hmm. put out is what people get. Well, yep. Tupton is like the prime example of that because in hmm. his presence, you feel a calmness and a gentleness in a non-judgmental way. Like, I can't describe it any better than that. 
And so Tupton and I began to become very good friends. Hmm, nice. And we, I've learned so much from him. And he offered, as he was listening to the self-awareness journey, because Tupton has a huge following of Tibetans and, and um, people on Facebook. And so he was, he and I were friends on Facebook. And as he started to see the self-awareness journey stuff pop up with the videos and everything else like that, he reached out to me and he said, I think we should do something together. Mm, yeah. He said, I like your energy in this self-awareness journey. I can feel the energy in this and I would like us to do something together. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's, that's how we, that's how we got where we got. How are you doing with that monkey mind thing? Actually, I would say that it's now just a very small monkey. It used to be like a full-size gorilla. <laughs> so, right. So we uh, went and picked Tupton up from the store and brought him to our studio and sat down and asked him some questions. And, and I, I just love it, too, because when we went to get him, he was armed with two things, prayer beads and a beautiful antique singing bowl, mm -hmm. which is a Tibetan instrument that is used for meditation as well as music and sound healing and that sort of thing. So he came to our studio with those two <laughs> things. And so we just were able to commence in our conversation. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's just buzz through a couple of the questions we asked him. Obviously, all yeah. of this um, video series is on our website, so everybody can go to theselfawarenessjourney.com and watch all 12 segments. But let's, let's talk about just a couple of them, because as, as I was reviewing them, it's just like I have this whole page of notes of really interesting things to think about. Right. I know it. So the first question we asked him was, what does meditation mean like what is meditation right yeah and i thought that was really interesting because you know on our podcast we've talked a little bit about meditation right but we right. don't get into that really deep right, right? and mm -hmm. i think that uh certainly in our western culture you know meditation is not you know something that everyone's doing Right. No, no. I think <laughs> or, it's gaining popularity, though. I think a I, lot more people are becoming interested in and in entering into the experiment. Absolutely. I think I think that is definitely true. Um, so he described meditation as a familiarity with your mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's... When I was reflecting on that, I was like, isn't that interesting? Like the idea that we're just, most of us are maybe just running around, not even familiar with our mind, with what like we're the thinking. most, with yeah, what we're and thinking. like what we feel as the thing that is us, mm -hmm. right? I would say that everyone probably thinks that their, their brain or their mind is who they are, right? Yeah. And yes. If, and if you're not that familiar with it, you're kind of saying like, you know, meditation helps you become familiar with yourself. Yes. Yes, that's right. right. I loved that because I think we um, do just skim off the top. You know, there's been a lot of studies that say we just think, 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 think. We're thinking 
I can't remember if it's like a 80,000 or a hundred thousand thoughts. Like per, I can't remember if it was per, I mean, it was a ridiculous number that we're constantly cycling. And I don't think we even have an awareness that right. we're doing it at all. And so the simple answer of just becoming familiar with your, with your mind. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, he said, the more you understand your mind, the more clarity you have. Yeah. Yes. And he used beautiful analogies so much in his speaking. Mm -hmm. You know, he has a very thick accent. As a matter of fact, he was really concerned about his accent getting in the way of his message. And both you and I were like, oh my gosh, please don't worry about it. If we need to do subtitles, we can. We don't care about that. His energy and his, and his language was beautiful in that moment when he was talking about you had more clarity. Remember, he said, it's like blue sky. Oh, yeah. He said, it's like the clouds part and there is yep. blue sky. Yeah. Yeah, it, that was a really great, a really great analogy. So with that, uh, after that question, we asked him, like, how do you, how would someone start a practice of meditation? Because when I think about that and, and um, I think, oh, like this means sitting on a pillow for hours you know, <laughs> fidgeting, right? And oming, <laughs> like, like you, making yeah. ohm sounds, whatever what that means. What do you means. even do? Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know where to start here. And he said, simply sit for five minutes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Five minutes. Everyone can sit for five minutes. And notice your thoughts. Yeah. And he said, the, there's lots of tools to help meditate, like the singing bowl right. that he brought. Right. Um, but he said for beginners, it's easy just to focus on your breathing. Right. Focus on your breathing. Right. Um, we keep mentioning the singing bowl. I, I want to just interject something. So what the singing bowl actually is, is it's made of a number of metal, different metals. And each metal corresponds to one of the chakras or one of the energy pieces in your body, one of the energy segments of your body. And so the whole premise of this singing bowl is, is, it, is it, it's in your hand. You hold it in your hand. It comes in a variety of sizes and tones and sounds. And then it has like a, um, a mallet. And you can softly tap that mallet or you can run the mallet around the rim of it, sort of like, you know, china mm -hmm. glasses when you make them sing. Um, and, and that's what it is. And he said for that purpose, you can hit that and that noise can keep you focused. That sound, mm -hmm. that gong sound can help keep your mind focused or just let you still breathe because there's something that's keeping you engaged. Yeah, and uh, after our interview with him, he actually, you know, did the singing bowl. Yeah. Kind of around me. Yes, he did. <laughs> right? That was really amazing. Um, and the thing that struck me with about it is that it wasn't really loud. It wasn't real, like it wasn't definitely loud, but the way it resonated, mm -hmm. it was like the only thing I could hear. Yes. Right. It yes. was, it was fairly soft, but the, the way it vibrated, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everything around me is like the, it was all consuming. Yeah. It was really, it was a really amazing experience. Yeah, you weren't expecting that at all. No, no. As a side note, you know, as we've always been talking about in the last several weeks about how sort of the world is amped up and people are really searching for meaning, searching for finding more balance in their lives right now. 
Um, Tupton has said people are coming in his store and buying singing bowls like crazy. And I thought that was fascinating. And he had no awareness why. He was like, people are all of a sudden, like sometimes I'm selling four singing bowls in an hour and I'm not sure why, <laughs> but I, I believe that's because that that's people are connecting in that way to some, mm -hmm. you know, a different way to connect with themselves. Yeah. We then asked him, how does being more mindful help? Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. As we're kind of like progressing through this idea of like, what is meditation and how do you start? That gets into mindful. And, and he said that uh, mindfulness helps you remember how your life is precious. Yes. Remember I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. He's talked a lot about just remembering how precious life is. And that's the word that he used. And it was so beautiful how he would use that word. Um, yeah, and, and how when you focus on how precious everything about your life is right now, mm -hmm. you're not focusing on the past, about what's happened. You're not getting too far ahead and getting anxious about what could be. Yep. You're simply staying very present and recognizing how precious your life is. Yeah, and he, he talked about how... Um, that will cause you to be less affected by external things. <laughs> yes. Which is, I like the way he phrased that. <laughs> that was so good, wasn't it? I forgot he said that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about mindfulness, we also started talking about the connect connection to the universe. Because all of this, all of these things like it was becoming clear that everything is is all connected, right? Yeah. And yeah. so he was talking when we talked about meditation and mindfulness and the mind, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then we even talked about things like karma, right. and delusion, and and, right. and things, and it was really all centered around this idea of interconnection. We did a whole. Um, he talked a lot about interconnection um, yeah. and understanding that everything is connected. Yeah, yeah. I I loved one of the things, and this was this was your idea, JJ. I thought it was such a brilliant one. Was to ask him a number of questions just about like Buddhist beliefs, you know, mm -hmm. because we don't have, uh, there's, there, how do you, how do you learn about that stuff in a, in an open-ended way where there's not judgment or you don't feel like you have no idea where to start on something so deep. And I just loved how, you know, through you asking some just general questions like that, like, what does it mean to, what does karma mean mm -hmm. from your perspective? What is um, human suffering mean, you know, yeah. and how he was able to talk about that, but just in a real, just again, like we always say, put the cookies on the bottom shelf sort of way. Well, that's another thing I thought was really fascinating is he didn't, everything he talked about, every, every deep question we asked him <laughs> yes. was just met with like a very simple, well-reasoned view of things right it's not yeah. complicated he didn't have no. fancy 
scriptures or any complicated ways of explaining anything. Everything he explained and all the analogies he used were extremely simple. Right. Yeah, I know it. And I loved how every time we would ask him something, he would just sit quietly for a moment. (laughs) You know, he didn't have what a lot of people do when they're asked a question or where they're being interviewed, where they feel the need to just start going. Yeah. He was just very mindful, quiet, yep. yeah, you know, reflective, and then he would just speak this eloquent <laughs> description and very simple explanation of really deep topics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, you mentioned karma. Like I didn't, I didn't really know much about karma or it, or exactly. You know how I don't know how yeah. I would explain it to somebody else very well, but he did a really good job of explaining karma. You know, just simply, it's the result of your actions. Yes, both positive and negative. Yep, yep, and and that actions in a previous life maybe are affecting your current life, or right. actions yeah. in this life will affect yeah. something in the future. Yeah. I mean, I think as Americans, we're always joking about karma. Like, I think mm-hmm. everybody, may, if you ever hear about karma, you don't hear people using it very, not as often, hearing talking about it as seriously. You hear people talking about it more like jokingly, you know? Yeah, and more like... like Kitschy, sort of. Almost like in a good luck kind of way. Yeah. You know, but for Tupton, it is, obviously, it's like a very serious... Yeah. Like, very serious, like mm-hmm. you're... Mm-hmm your actions are very important. Yes, always. Yep. Yeah. One of the questions I thought, we were getting a little deeper, Mm -hmm. right? And the one I I really sat and thought a lot about after was he, he kept on talking about how we all have a delusion. He kept on saying we have a deluded mind and what he's saying is a like an illusion like what we see is an illusion (laughs) yeah right and and he said we see things that are not there yes yes he did i forgot about that yeah and that was really interesting to me because the idea that you know unless our minds are calm, if our minds are kind of racing all the time, the mind is kind of make, making stuff up. Yep. yep right? Because yep. It, in the absence of, like, information, we do a pretty good job, actually uh, a really good job of making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really the, elaborate stories. And that's the illusion he's talking about, that, that we're making things up and we're believing that they're true mm-hmm. when they're just simply not true, not there. Um, yep. And that makes makes me really think about like, almost like the reliability of my own mind. Like, can I trust it, right? Yeah. And yeah. And that's a pretty deep topic. <laughs> that, is, that is a deep topic, but it's fascinating because we talk about it and we've talked in previous podcasts about how when we're not aware the brain takes over and we start to tell ourselves stories. We tell stories about everything we see. Mm-hmm. We convince ourselves that what that all of our future is based on what's happened in our past because yeah. that's what we've thought about the most. 
and we, we have beliefs that are based on thinking the same thing multiple times, whether it's true, not true, right or wrong is irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. He also talked about how we have a delusion that, that our lives in the future will somehow be better or worse. Yeah. He's like, you, you, there's no way you can know that. Like, like you can't know that that's a delusion that, that you think, you know, the future will make you happier for some reason. Right. Um, and things like the delusion that mm-hmm. that if I only had a bigger car, a better job, you know, my life would be better. And and um, yeah, he talked about that as it, a really big, you know, story that we're telling ourselves. And I really like how he tied that back to because then we started like sort of tiptoeing around. Well, so are you saying that we're not supposed to want things? We're not nah. supposed to, right? I wouldn't say tiptoeing. I directly <laughs> asked him, <laughs> does that mean we shouldn't pursue things? Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, I've dabbled in pacifism before, you know, <laughs> just I don't care, want anything. Um <laughs> But I thought that it, that was really interesting, right? Like, um, okay, so if if this idea of desire and wanting things and yeah. and and thinking about the future is causing the unhappiness, if we just don't care about anything, then what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. And he said that that pursuing things is not a bad thing. No, not like, at all. Like it's good to pursue things, but he was very clear about your intention. Yes. I was just going to go there. He, he, yes, it was all about what is the intention behind your action. Yep. And, you know, he used an analogy that, you know, you could have two doctors, right? Yeah. One doctor is a doctor because he wants the sports car and the fancy house and all all that and the the title, right? And you've got one doctor whose intent is simply to save lives and help people. Mm-hmm. Those are two very different energies and very different intentions. Yes. Yep. Yep. That would be another example of how it was just such a simple answer. You know, yep. we, we try to complicate everything and we try to put everything into a judgment and a competition like, oh, do, should I have more or less? And how much money should I make? And does it matter? And like, how do I tell people how much money you make? Or how do I tell people how much I, I don't want them to know? Like we get caught up in all this stuff and he's really saying none of that really matters Mm-hmm. It just simply matters is what is your intention? Yeah. The actions that you're doing, what's the intention behind it? I loved that. And that, again, requires real presence. Yeah. Awareness. Right. In the moment. And, uh, yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah. So kind of speaking of that, we, we asked him about attachment, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think probably most of us have heard about the idea of attachment. Like we're attached to things. Yeah. You know, just like we were talking about, which is, you know, like, if I lose my fancy car, if I lose my house, um, or if I lose someone in my life, yeah, you know, that will bring sadness, right? Yep. And that's like a, that's also a heavy topic. And so he talked about that there was two types of attachment. Um, one type, which is self-focused, mm-hmm. you know, it's to things, to people, it's like all about you. Um, and the second one was attachment to love and all beings. Mm, that's <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and I always thought of attachment as generally a negative thing, but he said there's two attachment. One's negative and one's positive. Hmm. And uh, that second attachment is the one you should work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, it was a fascinating afternoon we got to spend with Tupton. And his very next question that he asked, so he followed up with me a day later. And the very next, you know, and I, I sent him a couple of the segments because I wanted him, I wanted to make sure that he was comfortable and, you know, he was good with everything. And um, his immediate was response was a bit like, I wasn't clear enough here. I really want <laughs> to be clear in this piece and that piece. And and um, I think what will eventually happen is we will probably spend time with him again. <laughs> I think so. So <laughs> actually, there's one last question we asked him that I think we should end on. Oh, I hope it's the same here. one I think too. <laughs> uh, do you have advice for people who worry or have anxiety? Yes, that was, that right? was exactly because what I was thinking. Because we thought that with everything going on in the world, let's just get down to like, what can we do right We're, now? Right now. Um, and he had a beautiful analogy for this one. Mm -hmm. He did. He, he stopped and it was just like you asked him that question and, and it was so neat to watch it from behind the screen, behind the camera, because his, um, his eyes are very loving. And he, and he answered in a very loving way. He said, life is so precious. And he said, I've mentioned it before, but if you can really focus on how beautiful your life is, your body, everything about your life is precious. And you only want to put precious things into it. He said, your body is like a gold bowl. You only want to fill it with beautiful things, including mm -hmm. thoughts and food and everything, and to stay very much present having that awareness. And then he used his own personal example by when he left Tibet, he was seven or eight, as I mentioned, or I may not, I guess I haven't mentioned it, but he was seven or eight when he left Tibet because his family was fleeing on foot over Mount Everest. And they were a family that had things in Tibet. They had animals, they had land, they had a nice home, and they lost all of it in the moment. And he said sometimes he feels sad when he reflects back on that, but what he does is he recognizes how precious life is. And he is so much better now in this moment than he was back then. So that was really his strong message for all of us is to recognize how precious our lives yep. are. Absolutely beautiful. So again, all these are on our website, theselfawarenessjourney.com. So go there and check them out. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.